Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 97, and I'm your host Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jeremy. And quack quack, everybody. Quack quack, we're back. We are back. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Quotes <laughs> after our brief hiatus that almost, we did not announce, but it happened. two months hiatus. It happens, you know. It, it just, it always happens around the holidays. We always plan to do at least four Christmas movies, and yeah. we have not done but maybe four Christmas movies total over the four years <laughs> of our doing the podcast. Yeah. But we are excited to be back. It is a special episode. Yes, it is. Because it's staple season. It's staple season, baby. Otherwise known as Oscar season, but yeah, yeah. for us, we call it staple season because we're covering the staples of our childhood that we covered this past year of In 2023, the year of our Lord. Yes. <sighs> Anyways. But first. But first, we have some housekeeping. Obviously, we have been gone for a while, and you're expecting us to go over Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Because we announced that in our last well, yeah, episode. We announced it. I mean, uh, let me... We, we've been hit or miss with how accurate our hints have been at the end of episodes this year. Because yeah, <laughs> we, we've changed a lot. We're like, oh, let's do this movie. And then like, uh, no. And I feel like a lot of it has been my fault. Um, not just changing our mind, but us being available in general. Mm-hmm. Where have we been? <laughs> yeah, where have we where been? Where have we been? Where? What in the world? It's been two months, guys. Like, put something out there. Well, uh, well, we got busy. Yes. I got sick. I was sick for like entire December. Bro, you got the flu twice. <laughs> you got the flu after, like during the flu. <laughs> it, it was it was crazy. And we went we went back to Florida for Christmas. Yeah, and we did Christmas early. So that kind of you know wrecked our yeah, Christmas did. movie plans. And then, you know, the New Year's and everything. Excuses, excuses. You don't want to hear it. Excuses, excuses. You just want to know where we've been, what we've been up to, what are we doing. Let's talk about buttered sausage. Let's talk about buttered sausage. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we had had a good Christmas. We had a good uh, holiday break. And we we are excited and ready to... We went to Disney. We did go to Disney. Went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Stood in a long line. Twice. (laughs) That's another story. Yeah. But Jeremy, I mean, like, I I would say, okay, I I mean, I'm just gonna be real here. I think I've been ready to do the podcast, and you've been a little unavailable as of late, right? Yes. Is that, is that, am I wrong in saying that? Am, no. am I wrong? Hundred percent correct. Yeah. Um. What are you I, What have you been up to? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I got engaged. What? Yeah. I figured I'd tell you this on on the air. You weren't there or anything, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did get engaged uh, to be wed. Now, when you say you got engaged, like like you're getting married? I'm getting married to the wonderful love of my life, Abby Wright. And she's one of the greatest people I've ever met in my entire life. And I love her so much. And Abby, if you're listening to this, hello. And welcome back to Inside Quotes. Quack, quack, Abby. <laughs> welcome to the fam. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll be excited to have you on the show as soon as we can. Um, <laughs> that's a long waiting list. Yeah, sure. Real. Of course, yeah. But we are excited to mm-hmm. be back. I mean, I I mean, okay. We got to tell this story though. Okay. Because you made the ring. I did make the ring. Did you say that? I, no, did I didn't. Did you glaze I did, over I did, that? I just glazed over that. 
Jeremy um, made the ring <laughs> when he told me like he's like I've been watching all these YouTube videos and like I think I want to make the ring and I was like you're talking gibberish yeah I got into some like blacksmith um, YouTube videos where this guy just makes swords and stuff and just like 3am type of stuff yeah and I was like you know what I could probably make a ring so I, just, I looked that up and the same guy that I was watching Alex Steele he made one but he carved it out of wax and everything and I was like bro how do you do this fast forward couple months and it's like that's a deep dive i've learned everything about it (laughs) and in september over labor day uh i told you all about this and i was like you know what i think me and abby are gonna get married (laughs) and you're like what the heck what (laughs) and uh yeah so and when we went to st louis i said hey if we're while we're in St. Louis, I'm we going to make a stop. Friend of the show, Jesse, Jesse Bond, and his wife, Sarah. Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I said, hey, let's make a quick pit stop because there's some Facebook marketplace I want to hit up <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. It's like, you want to go all the way to St. Louis and meet up with some stranger? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, this I, this guy had like all the equipment I was looking for because he had just gotten into it as well mm-hmm. the past couple years. And really old man, really nice guy. Um, and he like made a lot of the equipment himself. He's like an old professor, does like motion capture, mm-hmm. super talented individual. And uh, he was selling all of his lost wax casting equipment on Facebook Marketplace. So fast forward to us loading up my car with a bunch <laughs> of random junk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and driving you, back You're thinking to, I'm to absolutely dream. crazy. Hey, when you know, you know. That's what I've heard. That's crazy. I never believed it, hmm. but I do now. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, ever since then, I have been preparing and figuring out how to design this ring and seeing which what type of ring Abby wanted, and uh, I think I did really good. Even the, the jewelers that I went and got this... Okay, it was getting to crunch time. We had the ring design and everything. He was so stressed. I, I tell you. The, Amazon packages not coming on time. Canceling orders. The day before we left for Florida. The night before we left for Florida is when I did the successful casting. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the most stressful times. This is probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Challenging yeah. uh, project for me, for sure. And uh, think, I've been worried about my potions final. <laughs> Yeah, well, we finished the design in November-ish, and uh, we printed it out on resin, 3D printed printed resin, Um, and then we made the mold and everything, and then we burnt it out, melted all the wax out, and then that's the negative for the, the molten gold to be put in. So anyways, it's a lot of work, a lot of stress. But if you've ever met Abby, you'll know that she's worth it. Um, and I'm so happy I got to do this. I cannot believe that I lucked out. <laughs> it's cool. It's really cool, and I'm very proud of myself for it. And uh, I'm glad that there's that memory and um, extra special love that I've put into that, into our relationship for that. Mm-hmm. And I cool. doubted you the whole way. The entire way. I was like, you it's weren't never the only one. Work. You weren't the only one. 
I'll tell you what. I, I remember telling dad, and he didn't say the words crazy. Like, he said, he didn't say I was crazy at all. He was just when like. When you first told him? Yeah. He said, are, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I think I can do it. I'm determined to do it. I don't care how long it takes. I genuinely did not expect it to work out the first time. Yeah. I figured I would have to try and try again. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't take any chances, and I just tried my hardest. In uh, the perfect cast, it was the perfect cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so yeah. Long story short, I made the ring. I love it. I got it set professionally because it was crunch time, and I did not want to risk breaking any of the prongs off. So, um, but the guy at the jewelry place was like, you did a good job. This looks really good. And I was, I, that was the, probably the most. And then you just said to him, that I was know more than you. Almost, <laughs> yeah. No, that was almost as validating as Abby saying yes. Almost, almost. Well. But nowhere near, just almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm engaged, long story short. Careful, girls. He's engaged. So that's where we have been. That's where we've been. And now that I've been engaged for about a month now, um, it's about time we dive back in to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. Of course. So, uh, what better way to make our official return than to do our staple awards? That's right. Year four, 2024. We didn't expect that to be the next episode, but here we are. I know. We <laughs> we thought we'd get to our 100th episode before the end of the year, but here we are, but Strang Pilgrims. We figured, we figured we'd, do, we'd just pace it out, and let's just hit the staple awards, and then year five, it's coming up. It's going to be a good year. I don't like saying year five. That's crazy. It's year five. I mean, not like we haven't been doing this we, five it's years. It's season five. Season five. Season five is a little different. Season five. Okay. Yeah. Has our show jumped the shark yet? I don't know. I don't think so. We're just getting... I feel like every time someone asks us, like, when are you going to run out of movies? Uh, we'll we'll I like, run out of movies. I don't think so we many. can. There's so many. I don't think we've made a dent yet. I mean, I... We have we've almost got hit, two shelves. We've definitely hit a lot of the staples of our childhood, but there are so many <laughs> that we have, like, not even gone Jonathan, near yet. Jonathan, we watched so many movies <laughs> growing up. That's crazy. Ah, but here we are, end of season four. Yep. Staple Awards. We covered 17 movies this year. 17. That's not as much as we've done in the past, but it's a good amount. I'll say that. Um, shall I list them? Yeah, go ahead. And let's do a year in review. What, what, what movies have we covered in 2023? Well, I mean, last year we did this live show. We did. Um. And we, we didn't have time for it this year because I was getting engaged and stuff. And we didn't really want to stress out over it was, that. It was a lot of work. It was a lot it was of work. Fun. And it we're was so a good glad. show. Yeah. It's a lot of work. We might do it again. But uh, as of right now, uh, we did Staple Awards last year, of course. And uh, what was our winner? Staplest picture from last year. So I'll, I'll uh, recap from the beginning. Okay. Season one. Okay. I won't say year one. Season one. Season one. Our stapliest picture went to National Treasure. Amen. Season two, stapliest picture went to Cheaper by the Dozen. I believe so. Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Year three, season three, 
<laughs> was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yep. That's that's been the winners. Yeah. And this year, I think last year we like realized we hadn't hit a lot of animated movies. So I think we did pretty good this yeah, year we went, with, with we, the yeah, animated we went, movies. Yeah. Because I, I feel like we've just leaned more towards the live action stuff, but Honestly, yeah. this year we've gotten a very good variety for how little movies we've done. Yeah. It we've worked done out obscure, pretty good. We've done franchises. We've done animated. And uh, it's been really diverse. I think some of the categories we're going to we're gonna talk about tonight, our, our nominations are a bit of a stretch, but we're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else is new, huh? But That's did staple you season do, for you. Did you want to do the rundown of yeah. the episodes? So we started off this year after, of course the staple awards we did ice age um then we did pink panther the steve martin one from 2006 then we did a two-part episode because we talked about this for four hours it wasn't that long, but. of harry potter and the goblet of fire yeah two parts um total of about two hours episode we had to split that one up because there was some audio issues that was taking me a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we did record for like over two and a half hours. It was a long, it was our longest episode so far. Um, and one of the most downloaded, too, for both of them. So It's popular. Um, Goblet yeah. of Fire. And then we did Angels in the Outfield with Caleb Keenan. That yep. was our first guest of the year. And then we did Finding Nemo. Classic. Then we did Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Then we did a very obscure one, uh, Crocodile Dundee 3 in Los Angeles. <laughs> I don't think anybody we've known has ever seen that movie think besides our older brothers. Anybody that has seen that and listened to that episode was probably annoyed at how much we kept saying, nobody's ever seen this movie. Yeah, yeah. Then we went right back into it with the heavy hitters um, with Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Mm. Love that movie. And then we had our next guest of the year, uh, Connor Patterson, and we talked about Emperor's New Groove. That's right. Uh, and then we covered my favorite Indiana Jones movie right after that, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Sorry for the for the haters. Uh, and then we did another obscure one, but really good, uh, Timeline, mm-hmm. uh, based on the book from Michael Crichton, same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. Uh, and then another staple, Castaway. We did that one. And then we did Over the Hedge for Halloween, or mm-hmm. starting the fall. Mm-hmm. And then UHF starring, featuring Jason Mallow. Uh, and then for our Halloween episode, we did Ernest Scared Stupid, featuring the one, the only Bryce Bridgman, of course. And then Four we, time, four-time <laughs> guest. Fourth-time guest. He's almost at the five-timers club. Almost. Um, and then we did uh, Night at the Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian. Yeah. Classic. And then we ended, we didn't know we were going to end the year, but we ended the year with Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. That's right. So we knocked out a good amount of Harry Potters. Uh, were you, I can't believe like, it's we're going on our third year of <laughs> knocking out Harry Potter. But like, I kind of like it this way because we're not just completely binging Harry Potter. Like yeah. we're spreading it out. It's kind of worked out for the best. In when my we opinion. when we originally planned it, we're like, we'll do one a month, and you know, we'll get through <laughs> it, you know, in one of the years. And then obviously we had some space in between. Yeah, <laughs> I wish we had like. I am glad we didn't just knock them out and just like week after week after week and just do yeah. the same thing. Because I, I think I would have gotten tired of that. And we also wanted to take time and read the books ourselves. True. Yeah. Um, and the later they get, the bigger they get. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, Jonathan, we do have a lot of different categories for our staple awards. Um, but right now, currently, on Instagram, we are live voting for um, our Staples picture contribution for the listener's choice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, by the end of this night, we will have a Staples picture. Mm. We will close the voting uh, probably about 30 minutes from now. And it'll be great. So, Jonathan, you want to go ahead and uh, read off our categories, and we'll just dive right into that. I sure do. All right. Uh, We've got ten categories this year, including the Stapleist Picture Award. Of course. And maybe some, like, shout-outs or random things here and there. Okay. So, here here are the categories for Season 4 of the Staple Awards. Category 1, Best Animation. Funniest staple, best sports movie, best wish fulfillment movie, which we can further explain that later on. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we have two music awards. One is for the best score, and then the second one is for the best soundtrack, the songs, like the mixtape type of the best like needle drops in a movie. Next one, we've got... Uh, best duo, best villain, and then I, I really like this category. This is the most obscure <laughs> or the movie least likely to be nominated this evening Yeah, yeah. for a category. And then, of course, we've got Stapliest Picture, so stick around to the end. Okay, well, let's uh, go ahead and dive right into category number one, okay. best animation, best animated film. Now... I mean, this is an interesting one because best animation, um, we've got a lot of good animated movies this year. Mm-hmm. Here here are the nominations. Finding Nemo, Jimmy Neutron, Over the Hedge, Ice Age, and Emperor's New Groove. Okay. Now, this is interesting because as it stands currently in the polls, we have two animated movies going yeah. for best Stapleist picture. Mm-hmm. So, could it could one of these movies take both awards? I, I don't know. It's possible. It's very possible. Hmm. Well, how are we going to do this? Are we going to debate them? Well, I don't know exactly because, <clears throat> obviously, objectively, this, this these were made go... at different times, yeah, and with different budgets. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these don't look that good. Mm-hmm. But. So this, we are just looking based on, like, animation quality, you think? That or plus, is this, like... I'm not clear on the category, even though I, I made it up. Is it best animation or, like, best animated movie? Is this, like, a technical artsy award? Mm. Hmm. Well, we can talk about the the perks for each movie here. So Finding Nemo. Okay. Water. Very brand new for uh, its time. Uh, mm-hmm. Very uh, innovative mm-hmm. and very impressive. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. The animation isn't great, but I do recall when we did the episode, it was groundbreaking at the time. It was groundbreaking. Wasn't it the first three D animated show, like TV show or yeah. something like that? Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Okay. I hate. You know this about me. I hate judging a movie or a TV show based off of. What it did for its time. 
man, nobody ever did anything like Citizen Kane before. That movie's the best movie ever made. No, it's not. It's been 80 years, bro. I mean, personally, I like The Country Bears better. (laughs) All right, you just lost Kyle. (laughs) And I like Citizen Kane more than you. But at the same time, I've seen it one time. I probably won't watch it again. It was a good movie. That's a lot for the best movie ever made. Anyways, well, Ice Age. I don't want to just you have to say about Ice Age. Well, Ice Age was really good. It, I think the storytelling, the visual storytelling mm. through its animation, was really cool. Um, it's groundbreaking for its own company because it was the first movie for Blue Sky, and it was. It's, it's critical to that animation studio's success. It was already kind of a cult classic but what did it do for the time who cares what's it what's it doing for me today in 2024 exactly i mean i would like to say that finding nemo is probably objectively the best animation in all of these Hmm. but i there's still over the hedge there is over the hedge and emperor's new groove emperor's new groove is the only 2d animated one that we did this year or in this category yeah yeah but i would like to Give the others a chance because obviously Finding Nemo is the most well put together animated movie and it was groundbreaking and everything and it like checks all the boxes. Mm. Over the Hedge, plenty of great animated foods. Yes. Um, not It looked like a PS2 game, most of it, which Over the Hedge was a really good PS2 game, actually. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of the animation that didn't super age well but Mm -hmm. what truly impressed me was ice age Mm. it was very simple but very complex in certain ways okay um like manny's hair that was 2002 that's Mm -hmm. the same time as pixar doing um sully with that hair yeah, it just doesn't look as good as Pixar, though. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like the John Williams Award. We can't do. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying the best <laughs> Pixar movie, but um, of course, for me personally, I think I'm gonna go with Finding Nemo. I think that's my pick. Mm-hmm. I think that that's objectively, like you were saying, the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, animation quality. Yeah. Um, I mean, just looking at the movies themselves. I mean, I know I ranked Finding Nemo the highest, like um, as far as Letterbox scores. The Letterbox thing is tricky though, because when we were doing the rounds, it was still hard. Like there was, like, you checked your Letterbox scores? No, on the on the polls. uh, Well, I just remembered what I had rated them, like in the podcast. Like, okay, for example, one that I thought was really tough was, I think it was Ice Age and Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, that one was really. I was like, really I don't know what to pick here. Yeah, I, I think I ranked Emperor's New Groove higher, but I was like, this is harder. This is hard. Like, yeah. I don't know what to do here. Some of the match matchups we can, if you remember any that like stand out. That was definitely our closest one. Yeah, it was fifty fifty for the majority of the day. Yeah, for the round one. Yeah, um, but I, I, I when I look at the when I look at Jimmy Neutron. When I look at Over the Hedge, I don't think that the animation quality is that great. Right. I do think Ice Age might be a little bit better, but when you compare it to Finding Nemo, I, I think you've got to go with Nemo. Yeah. I, I really do. 
That's a tough matchup it, for me too. Though. It really is a tough matchup know. because just because it's good doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. a staple in mm-hmm. our hearts. You know. Yeah. I feel like there's a uniqueness in Ice Age, and there's a uniqueness in um, Jimmy Neutron. Mm-hmm. But there's not really that much of a uniqueness in Finding Nemo, other than that it's super good. And this is the best. Best animation. Best animation. I think we got to go with it. I think we should. Well, we'll see what the Academy says. What does the Academy say? The winner for the Best Animation for Staple Awards, Season 4, Finding Nemo. Congrats to Finding Nemo. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It's just, you know, so many good nominations. It's hard to to choose. I do love me some Ice Age, though. I'm not mad about that. that No. Not, Not at all. all. It deserves it. And I love Finding Nemo. I was just giving yeah. it a hard time just because I know you it gotta, was going to win. you got to debate the, the merits of each one. Yeah. All right. Uh, round two. We've got Funniest Staple. Speaks for itself. What movie made you laugh the most out of these nominations? Ice Age, Pink Panther, Crocodile Dundee, UHF, or Emperor's New Groove? So I think... Honestly, it's pretty obvious. I think we already know it. How about yeah, we I, how about we say our picks and then we give the merits to what's due. Okay. Afterwards. Okay. I think I'm gonna say what you're gonna say. Okay. I, I think, think so. Okay. I think so. Alright, three, two, one. Pink, pink Panther. Panther. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so the Pink Panther, Steve Martin Pink Panther is probably the best Pink Panther movie ever made. It's I mean, got Bay it's once. So funny. <laughs> It's so funny. I can't, I can't, there's so many quotes. It is visual comedy at its finest, but it's also clever too. Um, So if you haven't seen Pink Panther yet, go watch that movie. Ice Age. Good one, Punton. Good funny characters, I would say, in Ice Age. Not necessarily a funny movie. Yeah, because it has its moments where it's got its heart and it's like serious, you know, story to it. And Pink Panther just laughs throughout. You know. True, yeah. I think Ice Age kind of made me cry a little bit. Yeah, you, you did have a, you did have a moment watching that one. Yeah, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, super good. It's yeah. kind of a one trick pony. Yeah, it's fish out of water. Fish out of water. Australia mate. Funny accents, but it is good. It's really good. And it's really funny. It's funny. UHF. You haven't seen it, obviously, the listener, <laughs> but. <laughs> For UHF, Weird Al, probably this the funniest is, musician alive. This is where it gets tough for me because yeah, UHF know, yeah. is is what that you base your entire humor off of. I mean, I love school. I love Weird Al. I love UHF. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, but I think just as far as a staple goes, like and quotes and humor, like Pink Panther, just I have to go with that. Absolutely. One. Um, but I really love UHF, and anyone that like like likes Weird Al had that phase when they were twelve. Yeah, go watch that movie. <laughs> um, and then Emperor's New Groove, boom baby, boom <laughs> boom baby. I think you earned a whole new appreciation for that movie this I did. year. There's a, actually several movies that I gained a better appreciation yeah. for this year. They were mostly your picks. <laughs> you had a lot of growth this year. I'm glad. Um, I Ice Age was one of them. Yeah. I mean, I always liked Ice Age, but I, I had a new appreciation for um, just because you kind of, 
you get into the sequels and I haven't even seen the sequels, <laughs> yeah. but like just knowing there are so many ice age sequels kind of like taints the reputation, right? Like despicable me or something like that. You know, Hey, those are you know? good. And we will be covering those. Like I'm saying, I've seen the first one, but because there's all those <laughs> other sequels, I'm like, okay, it's intimidating. And a minions movie and the yeah. minions are all over everything. Probably not right. anymore, but, yeah. um, it's just one of those things. And then also the other one was over the hedge. Yeah. That was also one that I wasn't that, that wasn't one of my favorites. And basically a lot of these animated ones, I think really went up the ranks for me. Yeah. Cause that like when I would see over the hedge against ice age or emperor's new groove, I was like, I would in years past, I would have known exactly what to pick. And this yeah. time I like hesitated. So I don't know. Had some growth this year. Yeah. I'm improving myself. I think Emperor's New Groove, although it was funny, David Spade killed it, mm-hmm. Patrick Warburton killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had a better overarching story. Mm-hmm. That's that's like his main thing, yep. is that the story was good. Yeah. Um, that was the other one I was, I was leading up to, was that. Because I talked about Emperor's New Groove. That's my answer to the IQ test of most yeah. overrated movies, Emperor's New yeah. Groove. And so I gave it another chance. And Connor made you change your mind. It's he did change my mind, but the award goes to pink Panther. I, you know, I think we always cover like a really funny movie at like the start of the year. <laughs> yeah. Cause we just like want to start out the year with a bang. And that was one of our early episodes this year. Yeah. So, so are you ready for the next category, Jeremy? Absolutely. What throw All it at right. me. The next one we've got is best sports movie. All right, I'm going to be honest. We got a little <laughs> bit of a stretch on these nominations because we really only covered one like true sports movie this year. Yes. Um, but I, that's my opinion, man. Uh, <laughs> see for yourself when you hear these nominations. Okay. All right. We're, let's explain each one. So here's the traditional one. Okay, Angels in the Outfield. Solid Classic pick. baseball movie. Had our friend Caleb Keenan on the show. Um, kid wants he he prays and asks for angels to help yep. win the pennant. His favorite baseball team, California Angels. Traditional baseball type story. Next, we've got Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince <laughs> because Quidditch. It's got the most Quidditch of any Harry Potter movie, and half the plot goes around Quidditch. Yeah, Ron Weasley. Weasley is our king. I think it's great. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> okay. Next. And I, I, I'm pretty proud of this one. Castaway. <laughs> because Wilson is a volleyball. And there's figure skating. And he's got skates that yeah, he he's uses. He's got ice skates. I mean, he's hunting and fishing. Those are sports, right? Sure. He's he's a all-around guy. We're just stretching. It's a stretch. But, but it's not Wilson, a lot of sports sales for Wilson after that. <laughs> Um, uh, and then the final nomination is the Pink Panther because of the soccer match at the beginning. And the, the whole story revolves around a yeah. football coach, soccer coach, that is murdered. Absolutely. So, And I, actually, those scenes are actually pretty cool at the beginning. I yeah, actually like the, the soccer scenes. It makes people like soccer. So, so yeah. So those what are, are we going to pick? Those are our stretches. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm serious. I kind of want to do Harry Potter 6. I'm sort of inclined to do that too. It's got such just an art. to, I don't know, just be contrarian. <laughs> At the same time, Angels in the Outfield is like a real sports movie. Yeah, 
I will say this. The minute that the Harry Potter, Wizarding World of Harry Potter comes out with a Quidditch movie, sports movie, that will be amazing. That'll probably be so. my favorite sports movie of all time. So. Probably not. What am I thinking? But I can't say that. Obviously, Harry Potter 6 is a better movie than Angels in the Outfield. In my book. Obviously, I I in my book. I the same on Letterboxd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. Not you. You like that movie a lot more than I do. I do. I, yeah. But that is a good one for me. I It has some good quotes. It's got a lot of heart. I actually like the, the music, the soundtrack in it. Um, but you did say when we were talking about like, oh, what are, what are our, um, hopes and dreams for this Harry Potter reboot series? You were yeah. like, when it gets to the Quidditch world cup, I just want an episode on that. That's of what I the want. game, the gameplay, the yep. sports drama. Like that's yep. what we want. <laughs> that's what I want. I, I think we got to go angels though. I, it's possible. All right. Well, the winner of the sports movie staple award goes to. Angels in the Outfield. You gotta do it. You gotta do it to me. You have to. It kind of reminds me of last year. We For our best animation category, we had Chicken Little and Chicken Run. <laughs> the two chickens. We were just like, oh, we should... The category should just be Best Chicken Movie. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, so we need to have a little bit... If we're going to have that as a category, we need to have at least two... Sports movies. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to cover the next category? All right. So our next category ha- needs some explaining. We need to do some explaining. Um, it's called wish fulfillment category. And basically, a lot of kids' movies have this th- thing where it's like this kid wishes he can have a cooler life or a better life or just something for- to happen. And out of the ordinary, his life yeah, it comes through. It happened with like Mike. He became an NBA basketball player. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year became an MLB player. Just when a kid gets to do something cool, or yeah. just like something as a kid, you were like, I would do anything to be able to do yeah. that. It's really like <laughs> foolproof, like engagement for a movie. Yeah, for kids to mm-hmm. watch a movie. Um, but yeah, so our nominees are Jimmy Neutron, UHF, and Angels in the Outfield. Now, Jimmy Neutron is, the wish fulfillment is, we don't want our parents to be around. We just want to have yeah. summer all year round. Walking up the down escalator. Turns out. Peeing in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a petalama. Uh, Jimmy Neutron is so good. It's so funny. Um, Funnier than A lot than of I quotes. Yeah. A lot of like, a lot of good soundtrack, honestly. And... Basically, he got his wish fulfilled by Mm -hmm. his parents, all the parents in the entire world getting abducted by aliens. Mm -hmm. But the movie is like saving your parents from the aliens. Yeah. Really good movie. Watch that. Show your kids that movie. It's so funny. (laughs) Um, And then UHF, not really wish fulfillment, but he kind of turns into a dream scenario. Yeah. I think the idea on this one, at least the way I viewed it as a wish fulfillment, was like, what if you were in charge of your own TV station? Yeah. And, like, you got to choose what kind of shows went on, filming whatever you wanted, you know. That's what I think would be cool. So, yeah. Gets his own TV channel. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool, pretty cool. Angels in the outfield. Literal angels are helping a baseball team win. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. 
That's not wish fulfillment. That's prayer fulfillment. That's just prayer, baby. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think we can go on the count of three. I think we pretty much know what we're going to pick. That we're going to do? Count of three? Yeah. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron. Neutron. Boy genius. Yeah. It's too cut and dry. That's the perfect wish fulfillment. It's like Home Alone, but it's, for the entire it's the world. It's part of a lot of kids' movies, I feel like. Like, what if there were no parents? You yeah. know, like, it's just like, what if I could do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted? That's amazing. Yeah. That was a big contender for Funniest Staple for me, honestly, because yeah. so many quotes, um, so many great characters, too. Carl and Sheen are just hilarious. We even went through a phase where we started watching the TV show again. <laughs> Uh, we probably watched like a season or two of that and we had already recorded the episode this was just for fun yeah I mean (laughs) that's the whole point you know Um, so really good really good stuff Uh, we're glad that it won a staple award yeah yeah. so uh, so yeah next category Jonathan so the next category is going to be the best score the this is the the soundtrack like the the instrumental music created for the movie yes um not the Smash Mouth songs playing in the background. <laughs> the stuff where they got a composer. Okay. Absolutely. So There's here, a lot of movies that had Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth is a movie band, for sure. Very much so. Like Bowling for Soup is a movie band. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a YouTube video, video <laughs> essay that you need. To- um, so here are the nominations for best score. Okay. Oh, it's a toss-up, or we're going we're gonna to nominate both. Uh, Harry Potter 4 and 5. Or are we just going to do one? Both. They're very different scores. Both. They are very different. Mm-hmm. So we've got Goblet of Fire, and we've got Order of, Fe- or- Order of the Phoenix. Order of, Order of Phoenix. Phoenix. What, what is the movie called? Order of... <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Order of the Order Phoenix. me some phoenixes. Order of the Phoenix? Why does Harry Potter weird? and the Order of the Phoenix. Why does that sound weird to me right it now? It doesn't sound weird to me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that my brain right now but <laughs> Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix okay Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire Goblet of Fire um uh Castaway Finding Nemo Angels in the Outfield okay I didn't realize we nominated Angels in the Outfield for so many things but we really did I enjoyed that movie <laughs> um okay there's some good stuff here I've already picked mine. I are, are we just gonna pick one and then and then go with our picks? Go with I our guts feel like, like we, we did? should say a little bit about each. Okay, one. I I will say for Castaway. Yeah, it has some really great music, and actually, what I think is interesting about that one is that actually a lot of the movie doesn't have music, right? And it adds to the sound design of the island and the the sound of the waves and yeah. stuff. But when the music does kick in, it's very powerful. It's very emotional. It's a heavy hitter. It is very it's iconic. Good. I feel like I'm crossing that one off of my list. I am too. Okay, but it still is a valid movie score. Definitely, just De- an artsy version. Um, so, Angels in the Outfield. I am a sucker for. Randy Edelman scores. Okay. And I don't know why. He's just a random 90s composer <laughs> that did a lot of kids' movies. Yeah. Um, and I, I like I like the soundtrack for that. It's it's pretty good. Um, so for me, I'm leaning between one of the Harry Potters or Finding Nemo. Okay. Okay. I will say this. 
the Finding Nemo score is really good. A little too good. A little too good. No, <laughs> I, I think it has. I think it's got some singles on there, but I don't like to listen to the whole album. Yeah, I'm with you. A lot That's of it's kind of stressful too, like the scuba diving yeah. one. Um, but there's, uh, I mean, like Nemo Egg. Is Nemo Egg is calming. Classic. Perfect. I like. I like the calming, watery, aqua sounding soundscapes of that score. It's really good. Yes. Which means I think we're we're in a debate between Harry Potter four or five. Yeah, apparently Order of the Phoenix. Apparently that's what it's called. <laughs> How did you not know that? <laughs> um, basically, which movie score had a better serious fire? Uh, a, be- a better serious vibe. Fire. Oh, fire. So which one are you leaning towards? Hmm. Well, hmm. a lot of people said they liked. The one in order of the phoenix more than hmm. just the flame series fire we already went through this but over the ashes oh, that's what you're talking fire. about <laughs> yeah our debate over which had the better serious fire that's a CGI. real thing in my i think about that's probably my roman empire i think about that a lot you think about my opinion on that no or, or just i that, think about my opinion the difference between why did they have to change five? it they didn't have to it looked amazing hmm. moving okay. on three two one Goblet of Fire. Order the Phoenix. Oh, boy. We got a tiebreaker. I, w- I wanted to debate you on this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I won't be mad with either one. Neither but I. Wanted, would I. But I want to debate this. I think... I, go ahead. I'll say my thing. Go I think ahead. Order of the Phoenix is very valid mm-hmm. because it really... Def- that whole movie, although a lot of people don't like that movie, mm-hmm. it's not very accurate to mm-hmm. the books, but it defined a whole new brand slash era of the Harry Potter movies, yeah, sonically. So you're defending my the, and my visually, pick here? yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay, all right. Keep and going. You can defend mine. <laughs> um, Harry Potter four and five are my two, probably my two favorite books. Mm-hmm. Two, four, and five are my favorite books. Four is such an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. and the music is very diverse, and I want to listen to it all, except for the stressful beginning part where Frank dies. But we're talking Patrick Doyle versus Nicholas Hooper. Nicholas Hooper. Yeah. Um, Ooh, fireworks! I okay. I'll 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 uh, defend yours for a little bit. I I really love the Goblet of Fire soundtrack too. Yeah. Um, it's unique because it's the only one that has that composer. It's got that more like Scottish influence. Yeah. He's like a Scottish yeah. uh, composer. Um, and like. I love John Williams. I talk about John Williams pretty much every episode of this podcast. Yes. And I love what he did for Harry Potter, but I also really love the later scores. Absolutely. Um, and he for, created the skeleton of the scores. Yeah. That's all we needed him for. <laughs> I would have been upset if he did all seven movies, eight movies, honestly. I wouldn't have been upset, but I just, I love what we got. So like, yeah. I wouldn't change it. Like, I just love what we've got. And, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe we could have nominated the Goblet of Fire soundtrack for the the soundtrack songs portion because I love those Wizard Rock songs at the yeah. end. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, I mean, I love the the themes um, of like the different schools coming yeah. to to do the the, the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, but 
I have to say, coming back around to my pick, Order of the Phoenix, I, I prefer Nicholas Hooper I because I actually like his five and six. I think I like those the best. Those are the ones I re-listen to most. Okay. Well, four, five, and six. I really do listen to them all. But here here's going to be my argument here. Um, I the, what is What do I always say about Order of the Phoenix? Longest book, shortest movie. Yes. And I have complaints about that. But I think it's probably the best soundtrack. Yeah, like I, I, I think it's my least favorite or one of my least favorites, adaptation wise. But I wanna, I wanna give the music mm. some kind of award because I wouldn't, I wouldn't award the Order of the Phoenix on sure. like Best Picture or anything like sure, that. Sure, sure. That's my, that's my case for, okay. for five. How about this? How about we take a break? Okay. And we listen to both scores, just the highlights of the scores, and see what we like the most. What invokes feeling or um, a spark, hmm. if you will? Which one evokes fireworks? Yes. Hmm. Or red sparks. Periculum. <laughs> so, yeah, well, let's take that break. Okay. And we're back. Okay, we're back. We did a very extensive uh, sampling of every single track on both of those albums. Just like a speed run. Uh, <laughs> and we just gave it a tally mark for like yes or no. Yeah. It was like, oh, is this a good one? And we gave it a percentage based on... Or no. Yes or no. It, does it... A yes or no. On a binary scale, zero like, or one. Yeah. Does it invoke feeling into us? Mm-hmm. That's not stress. We don't like the stressful ones. Okay. Um, went through both... Are, it was very close, but in both of them are still iconic. Absolutely. Um, but go ahead. Well, let's just let's announce the winner. Okay. What is the Academy selected? The, and then we can okay. talk about it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The winner for Best Music Score Staple Award goes to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Man, it's a good sound. I kind of feel bad because, like, there's some heavy hitters. There are. Um, In Order of the Phoenix. And I still, ah, man, it, it's tough. Man. It hurts a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I'm happy with this decision. Yeah, me too. All right. And here's here's my reasons for conceding, I think, anyway. Okay. Um, of our experiments of of, like, you know, yes or no, number of tracks, you know, tally marks. We didn't even include the bonus tracks, which was like That's the Wizard of Rock songs yeah. for Goblet of Fire. And I love those so much. You do be loving those. So I get, I give it to that. Also, when we were scrubbing through Order of the Phoenix, there there was a lot of them we had to like skip a little bit into it. Like they yeah. don't start out immediately. Very quiet. And that's honestly really annoying. And I don't, I don't, it can be annoying. I don't mind it because when I say I listen to these a lot, it's like while I'm working at work. And so yeah. I don't need like, it's just kind of background music. And it's, it has a lot more like chill yeah. sections that are like not as much going on. But just Actually, right off the bat hitting play, it's like, I don't even remember this one. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. It's not as iconic from the bat. I will say to give that credit, it's a lot mm-hmm. better than just some starting out blaring score yeah, that just yeah, kills I don't like, your earbuds yeah, yeah. it um, flows from one thing to the next but yeah as we were scrubbing through it that it happened a lot i was like uh 
scrub, uh, like fast forward a little bit. <laughs> what was this one? Oh, this one. Yeah. And there was some good ones in there. Dumbledore's Army. Loved yeah. ones and leaving. Fireworks. Fireworks Umbridge's the theme. Intro. There's a lot of good stuff in Order of the Phoenix, but we went with Goblet of Fire. And yes, we did put our name in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so many. It's almost like the level of intensity of how iconic, of mm-hmm. intense intensity of iconicness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Harry Potter and Goblet of Fire is so diverse and so like a higher caliber of iconicness than Order of the Phoenix because a lot of Order of the Phoenix is chill. It's a different vibe. But um, if you guys were wondering, uh, we gave... Give me the stats. So out of how many songs? I don't have the total. Well, it was 21. Goblet of Fire had 14 yeses and 7 noes. Okay. Not including the three bonus tracks at the end. Yes. By the Weird Sisters. Correct. So 21. Order of the Phoenix had 11 yeses and 7 noes. Okay. With no Wizard Rock songs. So, if we're going based off of percentages, <laughs> uh, Goblet of Fire had 0.66 or 66%, rounding up to 67%. Um of success in invoking invocation of feeling. And then uh Order of the Phoenix had 0.61 or 61%. Um it was both are great. One. And uh, I'm I'm glad. I mean obviously cuz I suggested that one, but you made a really good point at first. But moving on to best soundtrack and you also made a, another point should we nominate this one <laughs> Goblet of Fire for best soundtrack cause, just because of those three Yule Ball songs I'm going to say no because I included it in my reasoning <laughs> for best score yes. Patrick Doyle for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire Patrick Doyle next um, best soundtrack and the nominations are Over the Hedge Jimmy Neutron Ooh. UHF Ooh. and Ice Age yeah. Um, and I mean, we can just do a little recap of each one. Um, UHF is basically another Weird Al album. Yeah. Um, it has Does bits. That... It has bits from the movie, but it also has like original songs that have nothing to do with the movie. So it's kind of, of an course. interesting album. Now, does that give it a, a leg up, or does it take it away? Well, it's. I would say it probably takes away a little bit. Okay. Because it's kind of a hybrid between just a regular Weird Al album and a soundtrack. Yeah. But having said that, the UHF, you know, like theme song is is amazing. It's like one of his best songs. Sure. I love it. Um, But, you know, it takes it away that money for nothing. Beverly Hillbillies yep. music video in the middle of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fever dream. Um, And then Over the Hedge. That's if you like Ben Folds, you're gonna like that soundtrack. Honestly, he wrote all the music for that. So good. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, okay, Ice Age. I only remember the Rusted Root "Send Me on My yeah. Way" song. I guess but there's it something really else would, in there. It right? really would just qualify more for a score because the opening travel music. That's a constant. That's that one is constantly in rotation in my mm-hmm. um, thing. Fighting over the melons. Honestly, we should have nominated for the score. Probably wouldn't have won, but there, here we are. Um, I have a hard time finding Ice Age soundtrack music other than Semi on My Way. Oh, let me look it up on IMDb. Okay. 
I think opening travel music just sounds like such a good, well, iconic. Okay, I well, thought there was another song in there, but I guess the not. fact that we can't remember it, yeah, kind of takes move. away from it, anyways. Yeah. But sorry, Ice Age. I mean, I think we said this when we talked about Ice Age, but like, "Send Me on My Way" was like All Star was to Shrek. Absolutely, it was. So, like, if we, I think we opted not to do like best original song or something, even yeah. though this isn't an original song, it probably would have fit in that category somehow. Yeah, and if you do recall, we did do Matilda. Uh, a mm-hmm. year or two ago, and "Send Me on My Way" is also in Matilda. in Matilda. Yeah, and we're like, "What the heck is this Ice Age song doing in yeah. Matilda?" Yeah, Matilda came out way before that movie. <laughs> that just shows how amazing that song is and iconic it is for that movie. Nevertheless, it's a soundtrack, not also, just one track. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Captain Awesome from the show Chuck, who was always name dropping Rusted Root. <laughs> That's like a running <laughs> gag of like his favorite artist. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, so what are our other nominations? Um, and then the other one that we haven't talked about is Jimmy Neutron. Ooh, yeah. Jimmy Neutron soundtrack. It's got some good stuff on it. Had some music videos on the DVD special features. Yep. Kids in America. By No Secrets. Mm-hmm. And all. It's a kid, baby. Aaron Carter. Rest in peace. Um, Bowling for Soup did the theme song for Jimmy Neutron, yes. the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was on there? The, Jimmy Neutron, I think, is one that had a lot of ones that we forgot that was in it. But probably songs that were like in a lot of other movies, probably. Of course, yeah. Soundtracks. Jimmy Neutron theme, of course, became iconic for uh, oh, that TV show. Here's one. Mm-hmm. I'm just an old chunk of coal, but I'm gonna be a diamond I'm someday. I'm gonna be a diamond someday. <laughs> There's an NSYNC song. Answer to our life. Blitzkrieg Bop. That's one that's like Blitz in a lot of Creek movies. Bop. Yes. But that was that was for that iconic mon- montage of the kids running all over town, doing whatever they yeah. want, going to the mall, eating as much ice cream. He blinded we miss science. Mm-hmm. That's in there. Uh, the chicken dance. Britney Spears. Chicken dance. Yep. That's the movie I think of when I think of chicken dance. <laughs> uh, Justin Timberlake song. I think for me, this is Kids probably up between Over the Hedge and Jimmy Neutron. Okay. For me. So it comes down to do you like the mixtape of songs and Jimmy Neutron or do you like the Ben Folds? Original music. Original music. Both are soundtracks. Doesn't have I mean, to be yeah. a mixtape. I mean, I'm just saying, like, because it's all been folds with one, and right. then the other one you get a mix of mostly, mostly Aaron Carter. Yeah, 2000s pop, a perfect time capsule for 2003 mm-hmm. when it came out. I guess I won. 2001 when it came out. Good one. I I think my gut is to go with Over the Hedge, though. Do you really? I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Because I was going to make the argument that we have more of a personal connection to the music videos, at least, on the Jimmy Neutron. Great point. I think personally. Now, I think as an adult, I would listen to the Over the Hedge soundtrack more. But I think that the Jimmy Neutron songs have more equity with me as far as my childhood. So I don't know. We'll... we'll, uh, 
Take a break. We're going to do another audit. <laughs> so. Okay. So we have determined a winner. Uh, going back, this, this is a positive thing, but going back, let's just go ahead and say it. Yeah. What is the Academy choosing? The Academy chooses the winner for the Staple Award for the Best Music Soundtrack goes to Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. <laughs> uh, we decided to do that. Obviously, Ben Folds did an amazing job, but like we realized there was only three or four songs in the entire Ben Folds right. soundtrack. Um, now, we just based, based, based it off of quantity and not quality maybe but still like Ben Folds killed it and I it actually kind of hurts not picking that um but the Aaron Carter music video but the music videos is what got me you know and the kids in America kids in America both of those music videos were amazing but also just the music was so hype and it was like 2000s early 2000s Mm. like big like I didn't know half the bands. I don't know. I what was I four years old? This movie came out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know half the bands. I didn't know who these people <laughs> were. I just thought it was that cool blonde dude that turned into a cartoon. I have no idea who any of these people were. Yet, every single one was a pop. Yeah. So I, I'll concede for you I, for that. And I, I think I never would have thought that would have won. Yeah. You know, when we started out this this year of covering movies, but here we are. <laughs> Look at us. Oh my gosh, I forgot to nominate Pink Panther for Woman Like Me. Oh. We just, it's we just good, ripped on Beyonce just now. It's just you one know? song. It's one yeah. song. We should have done a best original song. I think we could have done. Yeah, we, we may do, have missed that. Should we still do it? No, it's fine. I think we still could. I mean, just do it now. Honorable mentions. Okay, so honorable mentions for best original music. We didn't do any like... Um, category specifically but we wanted to shout out some uh beyonce queen b with her uh woman like me i think what it's called yeah um it's not in her actual discography it's just she just it's for sang it in pink panther yeah you can find it on youtube one of the it's my favorite beyonce song by far Mm -hmm. and that's crazy because she's very talented um then we've got family me from ben folds classic Mm. Uh, Rock in the Suburbs, classic. Uh, Dance Like a Hippogriff from Goblet of Fire. And um, Jimmy Neutron theme. That's an original music. Uh, uh, Send Me on My Way. Send Me on My Way wasn't. It's not original. It's not original. But neither is, I mean, like, Rock in the Suburbs wasn't original to Oh, really? No. Okay. It's another song. Then we'll we'll nix that one for sure. But Family of Me is. That's a valid nomination. Yeah. So there's our, those are our music choices. We spent a lot of time on that, but yeah. we really care about the music. Very important. In yeah. movies. We it's had to very audit important. every single track yeah. listed. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do best a duo. A lot of debate, though. Okay. We have we have a lot of nominations here because we had a lot of good duos. Yeah. A lot of great nominations. <laughs> um, this year, we've got Sid and Manny from Ice Age, uh, Inspector Clouseau and Ponton. From okay. Pink Panther, Marlon and Dory okay. from Finding Nemo, Tom Hanks and Wilson in Castaway, 
Uh, Indiana Jones and Mutt Williams. Ooh, Harrison yeah. Ford and Shia LaBeouf. Great chemistry. Uh, from Crystal Skull. Yeah. And then we've got Crocodile Dundee and Jacko. Jacko. From Crocodile Dundee. All three. right. So, I mean, this wow. is hard. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Jonathan, there's only one duo here mm-hmm. that their relationship made me tear up. Okay. In the movie. Can I add one shout out here? Go for it. Best trio, Jimmy Neutron, Sheen, and Carl. Best trio for yeah, sure. Best trio. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I think I know where you're going with that. And I think it's a good idea. But let's talk about the other ones. Okay. Okay. Crocodile Dundee and Jacko. I mean, the whole reason we covered that movie was because of an exchange between those two. Yes. Like when Jacko enters the movie, things get good. Yes, it really does. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's an iconic one, but probably not the best duo on yeah. this list. Yeah. Okay. Marlon and Dory. There's not much of an arc between them. They're already like good buds, you know? Dory just kind of annoys them. No, I meant for Jacko and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dory just kind of annoying. It's kind yeah. of just like a, a she's sort of a side character. Yeah. But not like I don't know. They don't work that great together. Marlon yeah. kind of puts up with her. Yeah. But they resolve things in the end and they, sure. they work out and there's you know. But not the best duo but on But sort of one sided. Yeah, yeah. Separately. Yeah. I get that. We can knock that one off. Indiana Jones and Mutt. Yeah. James. I mean, I I love Shia LaBeouf. Big fan. Big fan of Shia LaBeouf. I'm a big fan of Indian Short Round, though, from Temple of Doom. Yeah. That is a better dynamic I feel like I like that duo better. Yeah. So I feel like that's my reasoning for moving on. But we do like to say that they were a great, they had great chemistry, and they they should have brought him back for number five. Maybe not, but I mean. Okay, fine. (laughs) Best movie ever, Dying on the Hill. Best movie ever. The best Indian movie. Um, All right, so here... Okay, Inspector Clouseau and Ponton. Another Marlon and Dory situation. He Ponton yeah. deals with. Yeah. Yep. That's true. I like that's them the weakest one. Than I Marlon think. and duo, and duo. <laughs> I, yeah, I I just think their relationship is funnier. Yeah. So maybe that's why I enjoy. But they already won the Staple Award for funniest but, movie. Okay. <laughs> Next. So that leaves us okay. Let's let's leave it here and debate these last two, or we can figure out what the winner is here. Okay. So the last two nominations is Sid and Manny yeah. from Ice Age, and then Tom Hanks and Wilson. Okay. Yes. Let's go ahead and see what the Academy says on this. Okay. One. Okay. So, the winner for the best dynamic duo staple award goes to Chuck Noland and Wilson from Castaway. <laughs> not even a duo it's just a single duo i know i feel like hypocritical because we knocked out other ones for being too one-sided and this is the most one-sided of them all it truly is but i mean how emotional is that separation between the two of them at the end more than most it's like it brings tears it does and the bond that they helped each other get through so many things Mm -hmm. well wilson helped Mm -hmm. chuck get through a lot of Mm -hmm. things Mentally, and I, I, the thing that knocked Sid and Manny because they are iconic, love their relationship. That's where I thought you were going. They're not that, 
I don't know. Yeah. It's but just always, a lot of like Manny putting up with Sid though. True. Um, Same like. And then Sid yeah. proving himself in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And I I still like to think of them as a trio. Even yeah, though Diego is thing. like not. He's kind of the villain in the first movie. Yeah. But obviously he's like redeemed in the end. But like I just think of them as a trio instead of yeah. a duo. So. And also throughout the movie. There's four people together, and this whole, the, all those movies are just like this whole group traveling in packs. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not just two people specifically, and they, like, Sid and Manny aren't standing out in the mm. group really. Yeah, as like those are the two. Um, yeah, and obviously, Wilson and Chuck are the only two people on the island mm-hmm. in his mind. Um, not to your knowledge <laughs> and it's it's very emotional and very has so much heart and a lot of character development just in that relationship yes it's a joke but it's also true best duo yeah best duo <laughs> it's crazy I can't believe we went with that but hope we didn't make anybody too angry with that I don't think so I think it's I think I think everyone's with us yeah okay all right Next category, we've got best villain. Best villain. Um, here are and we got we had a lot of great villains too. Yeah. Do you want to read the list off? I sure do. We've got Jack Harlow in the French <laughs> from Timeline. There's the guy that looks. Have to explain. There, there's it, some yeah. guy. If you guys haven't seen Timeline, it's where they go back in time to medieval France, and. Uh, uh, it's the English versus the France. Yes, the France. English versus the French. Anglo-French war, or something like that. And it's kind of a broad thing. Like it, it, he is the commander of the French army and stuff like that. And he just looks like Jack Harlow, and he's ruthless. He, yeah. We watched that man stab someone with eye contact. He he killed Francois. He killed Francois. <laughs> Anyways. I, at first, I was like, let's just nominate the French as the villains of this movie. And then we're like, oh, yeah, Jar- Jack Harlow. Yeah. Jack Harlow. I have a be. hard time picking that one just based off of the large group. Yeah. If it's, if you're, you can't really be a villain if you are a large group. Mm. That being said, I think Ice Age also gets knocked out for being the pack of Sabretooth Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just based off of that. Um, what other nominations do we have? Other one? Oh, I guess I didn't go over the yeah, nominations. Yeah. We have Jack Harlow and the French. We have um, Yzma and Kronk. We have Sabretooth Tigers. We have Ubla from Jimmy Neutron. We have Kate Blanchett from Indiana Jones 4, which we can't even remember her, her actual name. Yeah, her the character is Irina Spalko, okay. the Russian. Irina Spalko. Anyways... Then we've got the Verminator from Over the Hedge. Honestly, one of my favorite Thomas Hayden Church performances. A true icon. Better than Sandman, honestly. Not as good as Lyle from George of the Jungle. Sure. But. <laughs> uh, R.J. Fletcher from UHF. Yeah. And the troll. We have a lot. We have from the Ernest troll from Scared Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> okay, so we're going to knock out the French and the Sabretooth Tigers. Yes. Right off the bat. I and I think we should take off Kate Blanchett from Indy Four. I believe that too. It's hard. I don't even really remember. She her was name. convincing though. She was scary. She was good. 
I liked her, but I, I never really remember her name. Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, Isma and Kronk. Are you I almost supposed to remember? To, I almost wanted to nominate them for best duo, but I did but too. Then, yeah. But we had the villain category, so I think I think we'll give them the honorable mention for that. <laughs> um, I think. Are you really supposed to remember all the villains in Indiana Jones? I can't. Mm. It's not about the villains, you know. It's not about the villains. Anyways, that's what I want to say. Verminator was an icon. Super funny. Not necessarily that intimidating. No, he was kind of a he was kind of a joke. Yeah. And I liked him as an antagonist, but like you want the villain to be I really yeah, serious. I think the villain was mainly the the real estate agent lady. More than Yeah. More than him. We've got RJ Fletcher. Oh man. Yeah, I I think that's a good villain, RJ Fletcher. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's a good villain. He's you hate him like in every interaction of that movie. Yeah. Then again, he is just like a, a but he's just a like boss. an old, just like grumpy old man snob. Yeah. Yeah. But I he's definitely hard. worth nominating. Okay, the troll from Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> scary villain. Very scary. Effective. Did you feel like there was no escape with its plan at a certain point? No, because you don't really know what the plan is. Yeah, Re- I don't know. I guess you know what he's trying to do, but what's interesting? He doesn't talk. He's just like scary. He's like a scary creature. Yeah. What's interesting about this mm. is that we had a lot of comedic villains, mm-hmm. comedic movie villains. True. Yeah. Um, and that kind of takes it away a little bit. So maybe we should put the French back up on the table. <laughs> Yeah, because they were a serious villain. Yeah, I'm one. We've got Isma and Kronk, and like, yes, there's a lot of comedic value to them, but I mean, Isma is intimidating. Yeah, Kronk's not. Yeah, Kronk's a joke, but I would like to put them out there for yes, but I want to say something that will probably knock them down a little bit. Okay, okay. They are a dynamic duo, but mm. without one or the other. Mm-hmm. They fail. Hmm. Without Isma, Kronk becomes good. <laughs> yeah, and Isma can't get anything done without Kronk. Yeah. And then we've so, got Kronk's new groove. Yeah. So I mean that that takes it away a little bit, but as terms of iconic villains, they take the cake. Okay. The Doesn't one, have to be good. One that we've passed over was Ublar. Ublar from yeah. Jimmy Neutron, the Alien King. Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, oh, my goodness. We didn't put Umbridge. She wins. I'm sorry. She wins that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess we were like, oh, let's not include Harry Potter. Yeah villains but we forgot about umbridge and there's just no way that you can't vote for her exactly okay so forget all of our nominations okay earlier here's here's the deal we were going to give it to rj fletcher because he is because this community means to me <laughs> like a flaming ball of dog snot you can't do anything but hate that man's guts fully yeah. fledged 
evil person in, at heart. And I was like, who does that remind me of? That's a great quality in a villain. Oh, Professor Umbridge. Wait a minute. We did that movie this year. <laughs> Just totally forgot about I don't that th- one. Umbridge was a better villain than Voldemort was. I I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like that's I think, one of the reasons why I don't... Why Order of the Phoenix is like a hard read for me because yeah, it's like it really yeah. frustrates me. How the heck did we skip over this? I, we probably were trying to snub the franchises. I or think something. we were. But the, let's make it official. What does the Academy have to say? Winner for this category, best villain. <laughs> Umbridge. <laughs> the winner is Professor Dolores Jane Umbridge. No fancy uh, Academy voice. Just it's Umbridge. No, I'm just ashamed we forgot about that. Yeah. So we just got to, let's just sweep this one under the rug. Okay. All right. Umbridge on, wins with a little tiny minor shout out to RJ Fletcher. Okay. Same Move qualities. on, move on. All right, so here we are on our last, second to last. Second uh, to last. Thing. I like this category a lot. I think this will be fun. Okay. Really brief, but we've got most obscure or otherwise known as the movie least likely to be nominated this evening. Absolutely. Okay. The nominations are Timeline. Yeah. UHF. Which... Now that I'm looking at it, we nominated UHF for like a couple different categories. We sure did. So it's not winning. <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid mm-hmm. or Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Also got nominated a bunch. I've known my answer. I think we, we I think we know where this is going. Um, yeah. And I just wanted... Actually, I re-listened to our year season two staple awards mm-hmm. and like we got to the very end and we're like we didn't even nominate snow dogs for anything <laughs> i don't know that was funny you know what our you know what's ironically not nominated for this but should mm-hmm. be because we didn't nominate it for anything mm-hmm. what not at the museum that is the one we didn't nominate that's the thing and we even not okay timeline we nominated the french yeah so all of these nominations that are in this category but it's most obscure. Most obscure. Okay. Ma- ba- Battle of the Smithsonian is a bop. It's a. I don't know why blockbuster. We, it, it's so good. It's so funny, and it's yeah. so quotable. I it's, guess. Yeah, I guess the the category got kind of convoluted. So let's stick with most obscure. Most obscure movie. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. I think at UHF everyone's heard of Weird Al, mm-hmm. yet they a lot of people haven't heard of UHF. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pretty obscure. But it is very, very obscure in that way. But mm-hmm. Weird Al being known, mm-hmm. we'll set that there as a control group. Then we've got Ernest. Mm-hmm. That was a whole franchise. That was a whole was franchise. Like ten of those movies. Ten of those movies. He's an icon, whether you like it or not. He's an obscure icon. Yeah. But that's not one-off necessarily i feel like if you're in the south you've probably seen an earnest movie yeah yeah Yeah. and then um crocodile dundee okay he's the only thing in media that um australia has to offer what about the crocodile hunter well r.i.p all they have is crocodile guys anyways I feel like everyone's heard of Crocodile Dundee, but they haven't heard of Crocodile Dundee 3 in Los Angeles. I mean, there's look at that. There's three movies there. So this is a whole franchise. Another franchise. That's three chances for people Obviously, to hear about it. Obviously, it was successful enough to be heard about. Yeah. 
in the the original one was like a genuine like blockbuster hit. Yeah, made a lot of money. A lot of people saw that movie. Maybe not people that listen to this podcast, but a lot of people saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, what does the Academy have to say for most obscure movie covered by Inside Quotes in 2023? Jonathan, I gotta go with the winner for the most obscure film staple that we've covered this past year is Timeline. And we pretty much covered it in response to seeing Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, oh, let's go watch an, a time travel movie that yeah. we liked. <laughs> um, if you haven't heard of Timeline, then that's, yeah, that makes sense. That's why we let that's it win. It is so good and so bad. Yeah. Um, it's an obscure Michael Crichton book. It's the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And you know what's even so obscure is that most people don't even know that Jurassic Park was a book. <laughs> so it's yeah. down in the weeds a lot. Um, Paul Walker's best movie. <laughs> Came out in the 2000s, The Dark Ages. Um, and... I don't know. It's just so, so obscure that absolutely, I feel like when talking to people that have listened to our show this year, Mm -hmm. the two movies that people have not heard of at all were this movie, mostly, and Crocodile Dundee 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I I, I think I'm I'm happy with Timeline getting that. I think so. It needed some love. It needed some love. It wasn't going to win anything else. (laughs) So most obscure movie goes to Timeline. Okay, okay. here we go. Which brings us to our final category. Final Stapliest picture. Okay. Season four. Okay, so at this time, we are going to close voting. Yes. On our Instagram polls Mm -hmm. for the Stapliest picture. Well, first of all, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet and you're listening to us, Please go follow us because you missed out on Inside your Quotes input. Cast Inside Quotes Cast on Instagram. Um, every year before we do this recording, we have live voting on our Instagram polls for like uh, Instagram week, stories for like the week of or week or yeah. two leading up to it. It was it kind is, of a little rushed this year, but it's a bracket style tournament um, where we go based off of the most downloaded episodes. So that movie goes against, like, the number one seed goes against the number 17 seed. Hmm. And then, you know, it, it just as a bracket goes, so do we. Um, we've been through three rounds, and we the final four um, was Ice Age, Emperor's New Groove, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and Finding Nemo. Yes. So we are now here at the final two. So if you haven't voted, it's too late. <laughs> but our final two is Emperor's New Groove and Finding Nemo. Both Disney films. Yeah. One was Pixar. Two animated movies. Two animated movies. So I was pretty happy about that because, yeah. like I said, in years past, we haven't covered as many animated movies as we thought we had. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the rules of how this works is... Whatever gets voted on Instagram isn't the final answer. It is just an input towards our voting as well. Mm-hmm. We used to use that as a tiebreaker, but mm-hmm. now it is has an equal amount of 
uh, weight as our votes for mm-hmm. Staples Picture. Because you guys are a huge part of recalling our Staples, too. Yeah. Um, we can't relive the Staples with just ourselves, because that's just pathetic. <laughs> um, so, basically, whoever wins, we haven't checked the polls yet. We are about to. We're going to cast our votes first. Basically, Jonathan gets one point. I get one point, And then whatever the listeners decide gets one point. Yes. So it's going to be a two versus three or three takes all. Yes. Best of three points. So I just wanted to put that out there because it can get a little confusing. Um, but it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, Jonathan, do you want to get some paper for us? Sure. Or do you want No. How do you want to do it? I want to lock in our votes, and then we'll look up the Instagram. Do you want us to write down our... Write them down and fold them up. And then I'll do it survival, survivor style. So give me three pieces of paper. Three? Well, you one and give me two so I can write it down. Can I have a pen? All right. I don't have a pen yet. Soul. Well, I'll just write mine down. Yeah. Okay. So right now, me and Jonathan are going to write down our number one picks out of those two movies. Um, and we are going to lock in our votes before we find out the listener's choice. So you're finding out just as at the same time we are. So yes. that's pretty cool. All I'm right. very curious how this is going to go. <laughs> Me too. I don't even know what to pick right now. Out of Emperor's New Groove and Finding Nemo. I don't know what I'm going to pick. Yet. Amazing. It It's very hard. It's very, very hard. So we're gonna. I'm going to write mine down, mm-hmm. and then you're going to write yours down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've made my choice. Okay. Jonathan, if you will fold your um, answer and hand it to me. (laughs) I kind of like how we're doing the survival style. Thank you. All right. Mine and Jonathan's votes are locked in. Um, Now I'm going to check... If you have an immunity idol, you can play it now. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. So now we are closing the Instagram poll as we speak. Okay. 10.30 p.m. Central Time, February 1st, as of recording. And we are seeing the results now. It's very close. Of what the listeners chose. Jeremy's saying it's close. It was so close. An upset of a close one, actually. So how are we going to... Okay. I think we should reveal ours first, and then the listeners. Or how do you... I'm doing all three at the same time, so no one's going to know what we have. Oh, so you're just mixing them up. It's genuinely Survivor style. (laughs) Okay. 
First vote. Finding Nemo. That's a one. Second vote. Emperor's New Groove. Whew. So one vote Nemo, one vote Emperor's New Groove. All comes down to this final vote. And the winner for the stapliest picture for season four of Inside Quotes goes to Finding Nemo. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm surprised. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be Emperor's New Groove. You thought? Wow. Finding Nemo. Congratulations. Um, the It was so close. Mm-hmm. Um, the listener bracket was off by one vote. Ooh. One singular wow. vote. So if you didn't vote. Man, so many people don't vote, and they're like, well, I, don't, I can't make a difference. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because we have 30 people voting. <laughs> can make all the difference in the world. And that's it. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations to Finding Nemo. You full-on deserve it. Um, Emperor's New Groove. So good. I, I think that's going to upset a lot of people. I think it will, too. But I will say, I will say this. I have come around on Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Most sure. improved movie, actually. Um, it was so overhyped to me as a kid. And I saw it, and I liked it. I yeah. did. But just everyone talking about it, and I just I didn't get the hype. Yeah. So over time, it just that was my go-to answer for most overrated and I movie. Love and that now, movie. going forward, it is no longer my most overrated movie. And it's a staple. I'll have to come up with something else. I don't know what it is yet, but I will. I will from here on out. I will no longer refer to the Emperor's New Groove as my most overrated movie. And that's what that's what that's what we do here on Inside Quotes. And no, it didn't get stapliest picture, but I mean, how can you argue with Finding Nemo? I mean, that's a solid Pixar film. Yeah, great visuals, great soundtrack, great moments, a lot of heart, great story. It has everything. Both movies. It, this is probably our closest race of the entire. All these show. animated movies were very close yeah. for me in my head. Yeah. In in the matchups, um, this was literally one point, and I could have gone both ways. Um, it was, it lost by one point. In the polls, so. Mm. Follow us on Instagram for next year. Make sure you're uh, voting and stuff, and. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to another year. A slow-paced year, but um, a good year nonetheless. We appreciate, you know, all the messages of like, hey, where are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> have I missed something? Are have you, you okay? Ju- Shout out to Caleb Keenan when he was like, have I missed something or have you just not posted since November? Like, no, yeah. that's, that's No, no we, we got yeah. busy. So, and now yeah. he knows what happened. <laughs> So, season four, Stapleist Picture, Finding Nemo. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm ha- very good I'm, with that. I'm happy no, yeah, with that. for sure. And I think that's definitely goes the up there in the default well. vault with National Treasure, Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah. Chamber of Secrets, Finding Nemo. Solid picks. Solid picks. Yeah. Um, so, going forward for next year, I mean, I think we're going to finish Harry Potter, hopefully. <laughs> we better. <laughs> we yeah. really only have the last two movies, so. Yeah. 
we're going to commit to to getting that done in this first part of the year and then uh, probably starting a new franchise but yeah. also you know we haven't decided on that yet but also we'll you know do our one-offs taking you know turns what? watching movies i did like make, we do i did make a ring i've yeah. been studying the art of ring making so Interesting. i wonder if our next franchise could be something revolving around hmm. marriage like the <laughs> rings <laughs> maybe hmm, who knows who knows like a space movie like saturn's rings or yeah, something po- space like, month yeah like johnny cash i'm gonna put this fire. out there just so we can commit to it this year we're gonna do a pirate month we're doing a pirate month yeah, there's we so keep many saying great we're gonna movies do it about and pirates, and we have not done it yet. Yeah, yeah. At some point, we're gonna do that. So I've never seen that before. Yeah. But thanks everyone for sticking with us through another year of of inside quotes. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the episodes. Thanks for commenting and leaving reviews and just texting us when you hear something we said on a back yeah. episode, and we're like, I don't even remember saying that. If you haven't, if you listen to the show and you haven't left a review, we ask that you do that could be a couple couple words, a couple sentences, say yeah. good show, you know. Good show. Give us five stars. It really would help us a lot in uh getting and growing our community. Um so we are going to take this year by the horns and we've just got one episode after another, one big episode after another. We've got a lot of milestones we're going to hit this year. Uh 100th episode, 100th yeah. Episode. Coming up soon. Yeah. And I think you know what that's going to be. And if if you don't know what that's going to be, you haven't listened to enough episodes yet because mm-hmm. we quote it every episode. <laughs> and I think we're going to have to do some crazy good staples of our childhood because I already think it's going to win Stapley's Picture next year, our 100th episode. I, yeah, it's it's a default winner. I, I don't know how else it can be. <laughs> and that's just a biased pick, but yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We will see. We might have to disqualify that one. Maybe. We'll figure that out. All right. We really hope you enjoyed this ride, and uh, we will be continuing our podcast next year full force. Full force. Except in the summer. We always we always dip in the summer, and you're getting married, so we'll probably have a hiatus this summer, a planned one. A planned one. A planned yeah. hiatus. But we will be but. making up for our Christmas debacle this past year yes. by doing double all, the amount. All Christmas movies, 2024. Absolutely. All all day, every day. Nope, not that. Christmas in July. <laughs> I say I say we do 12 days of Christmas. 12 Christmas movies. I'd be fine with that. We'll just record one a month all year. <laughs> okay. We're making no promises. <laughs> no promises, <laughs> but we'll do it. We'll see. All right. Well, you want to give our shout out to Bryce and wrap it up here, Jeremy? So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and he is such a legend. And you can find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge or BriceBridgman.com. If you have any art needs, hit him up. With that being said, uh, we are grateful for you guys, and we're excited for this next year of podcasting and our life in general. Um, But yeah, we are excited. Thank you for being a staple. And let's do this thing. Until next time. We'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. Inside Quotes.